Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Sunday Morning Alive, right here on our website. This is a Sunday morning sermon. Amen. This is, this is like being in a church service on Sunday morning, and I pray that, that you will worship, if you're not in a, a church and in a body of believers this Sunday, that you will worship the Lord. Amen. And you will come to this time Uh, for the Word of God to get in your heart by preparing your heart for the Word of God, that you will prayerfully prepare and you will worshipfully prepare your heart. Something about worship, it's like plowing the ground of your heart for the planting of the seed. You see, the seed has to get in the good ground heart before it can bring forth fruit. But when it does, it brings forth fruit. 30, 60, and even 100 fold. So there's going to be spiritual activity occurring, supernatural activity occurring today as we go to the Word of God with good ground hearts. Hallelujah. Do you have a good ground heart today? Is your heart prepared? The Bible said, He that hath an ear, a prepared heart, a readiness to hear and give heed to the word of God, and not be distracted, amen, and not be deceived because of the truth of it, (laughs) amen. There's going to be mighty changes occurring in our life as we behold, as in a glass, as the translation says, reflected to us through the word of God, His face, we are changed, Amen. Into his likeness, transfigured, transformed from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God. Well, let's get in the Word today. Let's go to church this morning. Amen. Are you ready? Hallelujah. We have a message today that I believe is of great prophetic significance because it is something that I know and believe with all of my heart that God is saying to the church by His Spirit. Of course, there's Scripture here to validate that, but it's Scripture that fits our time in the end time, our now, our present day, and what is the will of God for us who are living in the last of the last days, in the perilous times, in the beginning of sorrows, in the midst of the beginning of the falling away. Amen. Just before the coming of Christ and the mighty, mighty tribulation, the great tribulation, just before all of that, we're in a particular time and place. And it's very crucial that we hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. So I'm not just preparing a message today. I prepared the messenger today. And I believe, as I pray that God is speaking to my heart, number one, that He is moving in a mighty move of His Spirit right now to reach a gainsaying world, a world that looks impossible to reach, not just because of the the hardness of the hearts and the blindness of so many, but because of the compromise in many, many church and Christian circles where there is there is a pseudo-gospel and a false gospel and many false prophets preaching it and many Christians who are deceived and following it today. Listen, 
We need the light of truth from the Word of God. There's a New Testament scripture that will fit here in our message today that I'm going to just quote to you. It said, Arise from the dead and Christ. It says, Rise up and arise from the dead and Christ shall give you light. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit understanding what the will of the Lord is. This is not the initial baptism of the Holy Ghost. This is not the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. This is the Holy Spirit rising up in us. Amen. And and revealing God's present will to us and God's personal will for us as His children, as the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ in this time and this place and to this this people. So I believe God is going to speak to us right here, right now, today. I don't believe you're here by accident. I believe you're here by divine appointment. So the 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 the, the title of our message today is simply let God arise. Let God arise. The text we're choosing to begin with is in Psalm sixty eight in verse one, where it says, Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. Listen carefully today as we read this scripture again. Because this is important to every one of us today. I believe God has arose. (laughs) I believe God is moving. The question is, is God moving in you? And can God move through you? And me today. Amen. Someone called me one time and they were talking about a a terrible trial, a terrible circumstance that they were going through. They were in a deep, deep depression. Amen. And it seemed like the darkness had overwhelmed them and the darkness of circumstances were overwhelming them. And they were crying out for help. And there is a scripture, it's a beautiful little scripture, but great profound truth, where it says weeping lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Well, we speak, and as I spoke to them, I said, you know, joy coming in the morning means that when the storm is past, and the the terrible dark storm clouds, and thunder, and lightning, and threatening, and wind is over, uh, then there is a calm when you see that sun come out, and everything begin to dry out, and calm down. The trial is past and everything is smoothed out. But when you're in the midst of a trial, before that occurs, God offers another sunrise. And it is something He does in our hearts in the midst of these dark times and dark places. And I quoted the scripture about the S-U-N, the sun of righteousness shall arise in your heart with healing in his wings. We don't wait for the storm to be over. I love that song that said, I'm going to praise you in this storm. And the reason we can praise him in the storm before the storm ceases is because the sun of righteousness arises in our heart with healing in his wings. Let God arise Let God arise. We used to sing it. Let God arise 
and his enemies be scattered. Let God, let God arise. That's the title of our teaching today because I believe that God has arisen, <laughs> not just from the dead in Jesus Christ because God has never himself, the Father, been in that situation. But I'm telling you right now, God is risen up and he is moving by his spirit in the now, in the present. Hallelujah. I believe God has gone out before us, the Spirit of God. Amen. And that we are to sync ourselves with Him, to synchronize ourselves with Him, to catch up with Him, and to be able to move as He moves us by the Spirit. This is a time for a move of God in our hearts, in our lives, and then through our lives. Amen. I'm encouraged. I'm disappointed in people all the time, but I'm disappointed in myself sometimes. Amen. But listen, I am not discouraged in the Lord. Amen. Let God arise. Let God arise. Look what happens in Psalm 68 in verse 1. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. Amen. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let also them that hate him flee before him. Look at verse 2. As smoke is driven away, as wax melteth before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of the Lord. He's not talking about a, a premature judgment to destroy the earth and the wicked and create a new earth. No, he's not talking about that. He's talking about all of this opposition, all of these who set themselves against God, losing that battle when God arises, when God sets himself to reach people, the powers of darkness cannot stop him. Sin is not so sinful. The darkness is not so deep that it can't be penetrated by the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. As the good news is preached to a, to a gainsaying world. Hearts are not too hard. Amen. Uh, a sin is not too entrenched that the light of the gospel cannot shine into that darkness. Amen. The devil is counting on God's people not rising up and moving with the move of God so that, that the move of God, we're just sitting back and waiting on God to accomplish this, friend. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We are, in effect, as the scriptures say, a city set on a hill that no matter how dark the night is, it cannot be hid. In fact, the darkness doesn't, doesn't uh, diminish the light. The darkness enhances the light. I want you to understand that. I, I tell the story all the time of a porch light. Anybody got a porch light on your home? At noon, if you leave it on, if you don't turn it off, there are only about 8 watts that give 60 watts, so it's not a big deal like when that 100-watt bulb was sucking up, the, sucking up the electricity and raising the electric bill. So you may just leave the porch light on, not turn it off, unless you want to save the hours on the bulb. They last 
almost forever. <laughs> Amen. Not exactly, but a long, long time. That porch light at noon, nobody knows. Nobody cares. It's on. The light is shining. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Nobody notices. But at midnight when it's the darkest, that light is noticeable. You can't miss it. You see, the darkness, when the light is truly shining, the darkness can't quench light. Light dispels darkness, but darkness never quenches light. And we are the light of the world. And you know what we're told in the New Covenant? We're told to put on the armor of light to go up against the rulers of the darkness of this world and the prince of darkness himself. All he has at his disposal is the deepness of the darkness. And what we have at our disposal is the light of the glory of God. Amen. In the face of Jesus Christ, when we preach the gospel and they see that, then we can see souls transferred as firebrands already on the fire of the wrath and judgment of God, plucked out of the fire and saved from destruction. Hallelujah. Let God arise and His enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate Him flee before Him. As smoke is driven away, as wax melteth before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of the Lord. Amen. This mighty psalm here, many scholars of Scripture believe that Psalm 68 was composed by David at the time when the Ark of the Covenant was to be moved from the house of Obed-Edom to Mount Zion in Jerusalem. The first two verses were recited, listen, when the Ark is uplifted and the procession begins to move. Hallelujah. When they pick that ark up and begin to move it so that where God willed it, God purposed it, and God is moving them to take it. And hallelujah. Amen. When they picked it up, they were ready to move. And they cried out before they started to take the first step. Let God arise and His enemies be scattered. There's always going to be opposition, always going to be persecution, always going to be those who are coming against Christ, coming against Christians, coming against the Bible to dismantle it, destroy it. Amen. And coming against the church. But we are told clearly in Scripture that the church built upon the revelation of Christ by the Spirit and through the Word of God that the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. That means that that is arrayed against the preaching of the gospel, the, the going forward and of the church to accomplish the will and purpose of God in our generation. All of hell's sources and resources and minions and demons, when we put on the armor of God and put on the shoes, <laughs> a man of peace, the readiness to preach the gospel, to share the gospel, Gospel, to give our testimony unashamedly and boldly, the gates of hell cannot prevail against us because God has arisen to go out before us. That is so important. That is so important that we get in sync with 
God today who is already on the move. If you're waiting for the move of God, you're missing the move of God. I want to say that again. If you're waiting for the move of God, you're missing the move of God. If you're still praying, and you should be, that we continue to pray and believe. But if you're just praying and not experiencing a move of God, you see, if you're praying for a move of God, He's going to start initially moving in you. If I'm praying for a move of God, He's going to start moving in me. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's no, you know, Jesus said, pray the Lord of the harvest that He would send labors into the field. You can't, you can't pray that prayer without standing up, stepping forward. And say, here I am, send me. If you're asking God to send laborers, you've got to stand up and volunteer to be a laborer. Hey man, it would be hypocritical to ask God to send somebody and not stand up and say, here am I. Here am I. Stir me. Move in me and move through me. I used to love that old song by Walt Mills years ago. Holy Spirit. Flow to me. Holy Spirit. I can't sing like him. Don't turn the radio off. Don't turn off the, 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 the computer, please. Holy Spirit, flow through me. Make me, Lord, what you have me be. Holy Spirit, flow to me. And then Holy Spirit, flow through me. Holy Spirit, flow through me. You see, He has to flow to us in order to flow through us. Amen. And that's why the Bible says concerning getting in sync with God in the new covenant, Awake thou that sleepeth, and Christ shall give thee light. Awake and arise from the dead. You see, God is already moving. We need to rise up from dead works and from discouragement and from distraction and refocus and catch up to God. It's it's not waiting on God to do something. God is waiting on us to wake up and wise up (laughs) and clean up. Be no more drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit, understanding what the will of the Lord is. Praise God. Let God arise. Remember the little boy I used to tell about all the time? You may have heard me do it over the years. He's standing by his daddy, and they're singing that great Christian hymn, Rise Up. O men of God, and be done with earthly things. What a relevant song for you and I today. Amen? Rise up, men and women of God, and be done with earthly things. The New Testament says, Amen, no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. Are you too busy to hear the voice of God? Are you too busy to understand and appropriate And appreciate the will of God in your life and the purpose of God for us right here, right now. In this wicked and perverse generation, we are to shine like never before. Oh, dear friend of mine, God is on the move today. Are we ready to move with Him and to follow Him into the mighty victory that will see many souls swept into the kingdom of God before the coming 
of Jesus Christ before the the ark door is shut by God, who is the only one that can shut it, but He shuts it and He seals His people in. Amen. Listen, before that great and terrible day that will burn like a furnace the great tribulation, listen, today we are to rise up, O men and women of God, and be done with earthly things. For no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. Oh yes, we take care of our responsibilities. Yes, we take care of the business at hand. But we've got to carve out time to be still and know that He is God. And be still and hear Him speak to the church. And I believe this message is being spoken clearly clear today it's a time to rise up and it's time to wise up little boy standing by his dad was singing couldn't pronounce his r's and he says well wise up (laughs) oh men of god wise up Rise up, O men of God. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit, understanding what the will of the Lord is. Amen. And then clean up. It's a time that we might become vessels of honor, meet for the Master to use. In a great house, there's a whole lot of vessels, but He can't use every one of them. Some of them are not sanctified and set apart that a holy God can move to them and through them. Amen. But if we would separate ourselves from these, don't don't follow the, the, the people who are compromised. Don't follow the people who are falling away. Don't set your standard by those who have lowered their standard. Don't try to meet the status quo. <laughs> Rise from the dead. Let the dead bury the dead, Jesus said. You come and follow me. Why seek you the living among the dead, the angel said at the tomb on resurrection morning when Jesus rose up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, it's time to rise up even in the midst of the, of the darkness and, the, and, and to overcome and overwhelm the, the rulers of the darkness of this world in order for the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ to shine unto the lost and the bound and the damned today. Listen, God is in the soul-saving business. God is in the deliverance business, and there's nothing too hard for Him. Let God arise. That's all it takes. And we keep thinking about, yeah, when God gets ready, when God gets ready, we're praying for a move of God, but are we allowing, seeking for God to arise in us, the Holy Spirit to flow to us that He might, what, flow through us to others. Out of your belly, God's base of operations is living within our spirit. Hallelujah. Out of our belly, out of our innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. How does that occur? What What is coming out of our spirit is by the Holy Spirit is coming out our mouth as we 
are ready to give an answer to all men, instant in season, out of season, ready to give an answer for the reason of the hope that is in us. They're going to see it. They're going to sense it. They're going to feel it. And they're going to ask us about it. (laughs) We're not going to have to chase them down and shove them in a corner and try to get them saved. They're going to come to us. Hallelujah. Praise God. And we need to be ready. Arise from the dead. And Jesus shall give thee light. As smoke is driven away and wax melteth before the fire, let the wicked perish at the presence of God. When they took up that ark and were ready to move it to where God wanted it to be, amen, they declared, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Amen. The phrase, let God arise, dear friend, did not originate with the writer of Psalm 68, whom many Bible scholars believe to be David. It was first originally spoken by Moses during the wilderness journeys. In Numbers 10 and verse 35, listen. And it came to pass, when the ark set forward, that Moses said, Rise up, Lord, and let thine enemies be scattered. And let them that hate thee flee before thee. What happened when Moses cried out, let God arise? It's best described in a Bible commentary, in a Bible dictionary. This is what happened. And I'm going to read it to you. Immediately the priests and the Levites became super busy. (laughs) Those charged with carrying the ark went into the Holy of Holies, took down the separating veil between the Holy of Holies and the Most Holy Place as it used to cover the Ark of the Covenant and used it, rather, to cover the Ark of the Covenant for traveling. They put their shoulders under the staves used to carry the ark and begin to follow the cloud of glory. You see, we're following the move of God who is already on the move. You see, the God who arises was in that cloud. The rest of the priesthood, the Levites, attended to their designated assigned duties of dismantling the rest of the tabernacle structure and quickly followed the carriers of the ark. The rest of the camp of Israel packed their belongings, folded their tents, and followed the wagons carrying the tabernacle framework. There was no argument about it. There was no time for delay. That's why the Bible said we're to redeeming the time because the days are evil. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but ye ye filled with the Spirit, understanding what the will of the Lord is, redeeming the time for the days are evil, not being stymied by the evil, stopped by the evil, discouraged and distracted by the evil. Amen. But redeeming the time. Hallelujah. And the time, the God that arises was moving and his people must move with him or be left behind. No human initiated the move of the cloud. Flesh had no part in it but to comply with what God was doing. It was always God leading His people onward. 
Hallelujah. Always God going before them and leading His people onward. God has went before us today. You see, true spiritual warfare is when we serve God in the battle and we follow Him in the battle. The battle is the Lord's. He goes before us. There's no retreat (laughs) and no defeat when the battle is the Lord's. I want to say this loud and clear. There's no retreat and no defeat when the battle is the Lord's. Let God arise. I'm going to make some statements to you. Do you have any shouting shoes? Do you have on shouting shoes? Is there anything that God has declared and is doing that you see today that is worth shouting? Let God arise and His enemies be scattered. Amen. Let me make these declarations. At least amen it. Let God arise and His enemies be scattered is the war cry of spiritual soldiers. Let God arise and His enemies be scattered is the war cry of spiritual soldiers. We are in a battle and the battle is not with flesh and blood and the weapons we have are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you, the darkness is not too dark for the light to shine in it. Praise God. It is the war cry of spiritual soldiers. Let God arise. And his enemies be scattered is a proclamation to our enemies that Yahweh is for us, that God is for us. And here's the, here's the drop the mic statement in Romans 8. <laughs> if God be for us, if God be for us, who can be against us? Just let God arise. His enemies will be scattered. Let God arise and His enemies be scattered is an exclamation that our strength in battle is from the Lord. We are not in strong in ourselves, but we are strong in the Lord and the power of His might. We have received power from on high. Glory to God. The Old Testament writer said, I'm full of power by the Spirit of God. Are we full of power today? Amen. Are we weak and wimpy and, 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 and spiritual nobodies with no, no spiritual significance and no use to God? No. We are spiritual warriors engaged in spiritual warfare, but thank God we have spiritual armor. Hallelujah. And God arises in us and the Holy Spirit flows to us and then out through us to a lost and dying and gainsaying world. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered is a declaration that victory is ours already in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let God arise and His enemies be scattered is a bold confession of faith in God's faithfulness. Let God arise and His enemies be scattered is an affirmation that our God is a living presence within us and thereby with us. Let God arise is an ancient term 
that didn't start with David, it originated with Moses during the wilderness journey of Israel. Hallelujah. Let God arise means God is leading and we are following. I believe it's time to catch up with God, not wait for God to move. I believe God is on the move, dear saint. It's time that we rise up, O men of God. Rise up, O women of God. Arise from the dead and Christ shall give you life. Hallelujah. It's time to wise up also. And it's time to clean up. Praise God. In a great house there are many vessels, some to honor, some to dishonor, some of wood and stubble and some of silver and some of gold. And if we would purge ourselves, if we would quit just going with the flow, many compromised Christians today, many deceived and distracted people today, if we will look to God for a move of God within our own heart, within our own life, and don't let anyone pull us away and lead us away. Have a personal revival. Don't wait on a revival to go to. <laughs> Become a revival that people can come to in Jesus' name today. It's time to rise up, men and women of God, and be done with earthly things. Praise God. Today, dear Christian, God is moving, and I believe this message today is a message to you and to me. Discouragements are all around us because distractions are all around us. We're in the midst of the perilous time of the last day. We're in the midst of the beginning of sorrows. We're also in the time that we're to look up for our redemption draweth nigh. These are indeed the end times and they are certainly perilous times. Ah, but for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the true church and the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to hear a shout and it's going to occur at midnight at the darkest time. And it looks like all is lost and it's hopeless. and We're helpless. Behold, the bride groom cometh we're to look up but not to just sit and wait for that cry that midnight cry but in the darkness of the last days to raise our eyes and look upon the fields that are white unto harvest and pray the lord of the harvest to send labors into that field the harvest is plenteous the labors are few we can't be sidelined now because when you pray for God to send laborers, you have to report for duty. If we'll purge ourselves from all of the compromised Christianity, we will become vessels of honor, meet for the Master's use today. We used to sing it all the time. Jesus, use me. And don't refuse me. Surely, there's a work that I can do. You don't have to be a big shot. You don't have to be some renowned minister to bloom where we are planted for Christ 
and your light is not a little light. It's the most brilliant light, either brighter than the noonday sun, for it is Jesus in us, Jesus in us, and Jesus through us. Glory to God. If you don't know Jesus today, you're in the darkness of deception, the darkness of sin, the darkness being ruled by the devil and all of his imps. But I'm telling you today, you can be set free. Don't run deeper into the darkness through rebellion and sin. Come to the light. Run to the light. Run to Jesus. Let Him forgive your sin as you repent of it. And let Him save your soul and seal you for heaven. And be ready for His coming. In Jesus' name.